0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Expand with Jenna Brown. I'm so excited because I have two of my faves here today. We have been through a lot together in so many different forms. Jenna and Lauren, they are feminine business coaches, feminine leadership coaches. They're doing so many amazing things out here in the
1: online sphere. so say hi guys. Hello, this is Lauren.
2: Hi everyone, it's Jenna. Super excited to be here and just really kind of share our journey with you today. Yeah. So I am sitting outside, FYI, those of you that are listening. <laughs> so you might hear random like
0: birds chirping in the background, allowed to just be white noise to really soothe your bodies. Um. So I asked Jenna and Lauren on here today because they have been through such an incredible transformation in their own lives and their business together as partners and, um, as business partners, I should probably clarify that. And (laughs) although they're like little wifies, but they have husbands and kiddos and, um, their, their journey together as business partners is so inspiring and, and they've just been through so much. And so really where we just wanted to start off this podcast with is just starting the conversation of like, tell all of us how you got started in business.
2: I know. Where do I begin? <laughs> so I feel like it goes back to the MLM days was when we really first got started. So I actually, when I started my MLM journey, multi-level marketing, I was teaching full-time. So I taught elementary school, fourth and fifth grade for eight years and started doing fitness coaching. And I ended up reaching out to Lauren through that because in the like predatory fashion that I learned how to market back in the MLM days, I was seeing her journey of, of after baby and like really getting her fitness routine back. So Obviously, at that point in my like toxic marketing head, I was like, you'd be a great addition to my team. (laughs) and So that and it's so crazy to even like say that out loud, because now where I'm at in my journey, like I would absolutely never do that today. But I mean, in the honor of full transparency, like that's literally how we started. And it just blows my mind because Lauren and I actually went to the same high school together. So that's how we were Facebook friends, but we didn't know each other. Like we were not friends. We weren't, did not hang out with the same crowd. It's a podcast for another day. If you want to hear about our lives back, back then. Um, but really the first time that we actually connected was in the business realm and doing that together, just, you know, most people like go into business with their best friend. And I feel like we kind of had this opposite spin of let me invite you on my team. And then over the years, we she became my person. Like I cannot imagine life, business, anything without her. Like we are such a kick-ass team, but it's been a, a journey to get to this point.
1: Yeah, and I wanted to add too, so at the time when Jenna reached out to me, I was also a school teacher. I taught geometry for five years at the high school level, and then I taught algebra at the middle school level for one year before I resigned and retired from that lovely career. Um, but I wanted to say that even though the MLM days, which we'll get into here in a second, were definitely super toxic in the way that we were running our business. If you're listening to this, I want you to know that your journey is your journey for a reason. And you have to go through specific things in order to have these realizations and be able to grow. Because I mean, even though the business that we originally started together was burning us out, like (laughs) to no end. If she wouldn't have reached out to me in that fashion, we wouldn't be where we are today. So this is where I really want to get into just a quick snippet. We'll go back to our story of like, rules just don't really exist. I feel like, (laughs) um, because at the time that was a rule that we were following or that Jenna was following that our MLM company really preached and taught and how to get sales. Right. And it worked, it worked for, for a while, but would I, would I coach someone on that be the way that they would do it now? Not necessarily, unless it felt really natural to them. So really what I want to get into here is like, what we've learned throughout our business journey is that, Things are going to fucking shift all the time. You're going to do something one way for God knows how long. And then you're going to be like, why did I do it that way? And then you're going to do it a different way. And like, it's just the way it goes and try not to beat yourself up about the past version that you were, because you never know where you're going to be.
2: I, I love that. I love that so much. And I think too, I mean, looking back on those days now, and even looking back on our teaching days, like. We have so many leadership skills that came from our classroom days and from our, our beach body coaching days. And I feel like it's just kind of been this process of sifting through like, what actually do we want to continue to bring with us into this next space? And what is it time to let go of? Because it's no longer serving us. And that's just been like our constant cycle over and over and over again. Right. Because that's what being feminine is. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: so
0: this is really fun. So I just love hearing you guys talk like forever. I'm just like, you just keep talking, I'll just listen. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to uh ask you questions. Um so uh fun fact. So Lauren and I actually went to college together. And um, so that's actually how I met Lauren and I met Jenna through Lauren, and I actually was a part of their MLM team through Beachbody, And um, so it's fun for us because we have all been through so many different layers of business and entrepreneurship slash life. Um we're all mothers that are sitting on this call. We're all wives that are sitting on this call. And um, Jenna and I are both generators. I'm an mg, and Lauren is a projector. And so I kind of want to hear, let's fast forward a little bit. So from being in MLM days to in beach body coaching, you then branched out into your own coaching business. And that was super inspiring. And you were coaching women on how to build a business and you were also doing your own nutrition type thing. Uh, I mean, I hope I'm not like downplaying that. That was really awesome that you guys stepped out and did that. What was that journey like, like going from being like, this is our MLM business into stepping out and really trusting yourselves?
1: It was kind of really scary at first, honestly, because in the MLM world that we were in, in, the, in that time, it was very, you do it this way and you follow these rules and you be a beach body coach until the day you die and you run challenge groups until the day you die and you just sign coaches until the day you die, like that was like to the book, right? And so when Jenna and I just really, it came to this point where we were doing all the things, right? Um, We were everything that our upline was telling us to do everything that the CEO was recommending us do for the MLM company. And even though we were, you know, getting more successful air quotes here, I guess it really never fulfilled us. There was always something missing. And what really was truly missing for us was more of that deeper connection with our clients and getting deeper into why. Why? are people not able to stay consistent with workouts? Like what's really below the surface and how can we really help them? That's what we were at in in the time when we were working with them. And it was just interesting that this company was preaching that all of their stuff was the ultimate solution for all these people. However, these people would buy the products and it wouldn't be the ultimate solution. So that really gave us this window of like, well, shit, there's a lot more to it than just drink this shake and press play on this workout program and eat out of these stupid ass containers. Like there's way more to it. And everyone is so different. And this company is preaching that everyone's the fucking same and everyone has to show up in the same way. And that didn't sit well with Jenna and I.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's so funny, like thinking back on this and Lauren, I love how you said like wherever you listening or at in your journey is exactly where you need to be right now. Because at this point, when we were like, oh my gosh, something's not working. That was the point in our business where we started doing free calls. Do you remember doing that? Oh, Oh. yeah. Lots. So Lots. we started, so we had like a hundred and some people in this Facebook group that we were running. Right. And we would just offer free calls for people like, come on. And people would stand us up. They would like not show up or they would show up and then just dismiss everything we were saying. We did have people that like took it and ran with it, but also those were the people that didn't really need free calls with us. Like, so, so when we were doing this and offering this up, that took a turn of like, holy crap, I am exhausted, number one, because I'm putting, I'm just pouring myself into this. And also at that point, we had quit our teaching jobs and we are like, we're going to do this full time. So we're going to go all in with whatever they tell us we should do. And it started these, like this, this fear story almost of like, oh my God, well, what if I, like, what if I don't do exactly what they're telling me to do? What's going to happen? And so we just kind of dug ourselves in like, just super, super disciplined with it. Um, And then I feel like we switched to like this empowerment piece when we started our fit and social business. And that was where we really started like creating courses for people who wanted to invest in their health and meal plans. And, And we took our own, we took the knowledge from Beachbody that we were learning, but we also put our own spin on it and really took things in that direction. And then from there, jumping really far ahead, once we had success with that, we created a business where we actually taught other entrepreneurs how to use the pain that they'd been through and turn it into their power. That was our our uh, next step there. We were helping women in business.
0: I love that. Um, so, from a person that was watching you guys and uh, <laughs> watching your journey, it was inspiring to watch you guys move through all of those different parts of your journey. And on my side, so where I was kind of at during these phases was. So everybody listening to this, if you don't already know, I was running a nonprofit for five years. I got really sick. I spent a whole year laying in bed contemplating what is the purpose of life? Nothing. Okay, cool. And then um, when I was like just getting back into my body and healing my body, that's when I was using Beach Body as um, a tool. And that's why I was just like, oh, like, sure, Lauren, I know Lauren, I'll do it with Lauren. And then I was like, oh, sure, I'll be a coach because I love to encourage people. And it actually, for me, Beachbody was just like this really cool step into the door of like, Jenna, remember who you are. And for me, I was just like, it. I had been so burned as an entrepreneur and so burned in the nonprofit sphere that I was like, I'm never doing anything like that again. And so when I opened myself up to this other way of just like, I just remembered who I was. Like, I was like, duh, Jenna, you're a leader. Like you are naturally like coaching people every single day of your life this is what I've done since I was a child. Yes. This one Avenue was like in health and wellness, but no matter what, I was already talking about the things that I literally am currently teaching on. So I was like, Oh, well, I'm going to do my own thing. So, um, ventured out into doing that. And my business, like pretty much has just been a constant growth of taking off like most, the, the majority of the time for the past two years. Um, but watching you guys is really cool to see how, you were doing beach body moved into fit and social really like doing this thing. And then I also was witnessing this aspect of where I was seeing like that it wasn't resonating anymore. And I was like watching and I was like, Oh, it's not resonating anymore. It's not resonating anymore. And there was this part or like this portion where I was like, I felt like I was always telling you guys like you're incredible leaders. And the reason why I could see that was because you were honest about your journey and like sharing where you were actually at with your, people that were watching you on social media. And I always really loved that. And um, especially after you had your uh, kids, Lauren, your second kiddo, and Jenna, your daughter, I I was literally like watching you, this whole business that you had built die. And I knew this because, hi, it's me. And also because I had went through that. Like I had I built a whole nonprofit that I was, holding on to of like this has to stay this has to stay but I knew for two years like it was dead and I it was hard to let go of and so anyways I would I'd reach out from time to time and be like like you guys are incredible leaders like I'm watching you like you're being authentic and real and vulnerable with where you're actually at and not I could tell you weren't clinging on. Um even if like however you look back like it's from my perspective like you never clinged on and you were allowing yourself to evolve which I automatically knew like, this is going to be amazing. So let's kind of talk about from your guys's perspective in this space of allowing this old version of your business to die. Like what was that like? And how did you know it was time to allow that to die? How did we start working together? Share a little bit about that.
2: Well, um. First of all, thank God for you at that point, Jenna, because I feel like me personally, I had shame around that. Whereas like you kind of opened the doors to, no, this is actually what feminine leadership looks like. That's what it is. So Lauren, take it away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually remember it was one of like the first, it was like when reels were kind of new on Instagram, right? So we were kind of playing around with it. And I remember I made one um, and Jenna, you commented on it it was one where I was like, basically just talking about how everything that I used to preach, I'm like questioning at this point, it was kind of like something like that. And it was really scary to post it because at the time I remember I was actually um, seeing a therapist because I had just had my second son. And I knew with my first son, I had postpartum depression, and it was really a hard journey for me to kind of you know come back and 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 feel good and happy and all that stuff again. So, I was a little more proactive with my second son and I hired a therapist kind of right off the bat. And I remember meeting with her and I was telling her about how my business, I'm just not excited about it anymore and I just like feel like a fraud and I and I don't really want to talk about it and she was like, "Why do you feel why do you feel like a fraud? And I'm like, well, because, you know, we're we're preaching all about like this weight loss stuff. You know, we just had our babies, you know, we're trying to, whatever. We were building like another program about weight loss. And I'm like, I don't really care about that anymore. And like, I don't even know why. Like, it's just like, I don't give a shit about that. And I'm like, but I'm so terrified to say something on social media that, Hi, I used to like preach and like post transformation photos of my weight loss journey, like 24 seven, like all the time. And now like, I think it's a crock of shit, like literally like, like that big of a flip. And I know for me, like the turning point really was after I had my son and Jenna will can chime in with her story too, but I know she had something kind of similar happen we actually ran this challenge. It was called the slim down challenge. It was like our first kind of like mini program after having our babies, trying to get back in the swing of things, whatever. And I was like, we, we like gave all these meal plans out, the ones that we were using in our fit and social days, right? That everyone was like raving about. I was like, oh, they're so good. And Jen, I could not follow it. Like I, my body would not let me, like literally was like, no, we're not doing this. And I'm not going to get deep into like my, my history, but I'll just kind of be brief here. I've suffered from extreme negative body image and an eating disorder for a really long time. And beach body days really ramped that up. Um, For me, I did a fitness competition and weighed like 110 pounds, which is like so way too small for me. Um, I lost my period for six months months. And so when I was getting back into the meal plan, after I had my son, my body was like, you cannot do this to me anymore. Like we're absolutely done. And this really kickstarted, um, our intuitive eating journey. B- both Jen and I went on together after having our babies.
2: Oh, so fucking fun to talk about this. Like, let me just tell you the universe knew what it was doing when we got pregnant within six weeks of each other. Like seriously. Yeah like t- who could have ever called that right like someone up there or down there wherever they are <laughs> knew <laughs> knew what was happening when you got pregnant and then they were like oh also Jenna you should have a baby within 8 weeks because hello you're going to go through this giant transformation at the same time um and I'm I am forever grateful for that because I had a very similar Trajectory where I had my daughter in October, we hosted this slim down challenge. I mean, literally, I think my daughter was like five weeks old and I was making graphics for this slim down challenge. Like it was so toxic in a personal stance with like the dieting and all of that. But the toxicity was even worse in terms of business because it was like, um, I was just constantly operating under this energy of having to prove myself. And, you know, we had made six figures in our business the year before, and then gotten pregnant, had babies. And so I was telling my husband like, no problem. We'll be back at it by January. Like we got this. Like I was just so like falsely confident in that because I thought we would be able to just like pick right back up and host a slim down challenge and keep working with clients the way we'd always been doing. And it, you know, we'd make another six figures and probably even more, and it'd be a great year. Right. Well, it literally couldn't have been further from that (laughs) like we hosted this slim down challenge. And honestly, it was great. Like we did live calls with the the clients who were in there. We had so many like mind blowing conversations and really kind of took it away from the weight loss standpoint. But that was like our transition because I couldn't follow that meal plan either. I could not do it. My body would not let me follow it. Like I was miserable. I, I literally followed it one day to a T and I was like, why do I want to die? This is, I can't, I literally can't follow this. And so then it was like, holy shit balls. What are, what is our business? What is our business now? Because this is what it was and it is this no longer. So like the wheels just kind of, I don't want to say the wheels fell off. We literally like unscrewed the wheels and just threw them off. Like it was a hundred percent our doing of like, okay, we just had these babies, we need time to figure out who we are, what our gifts are, and what we want to bring to the world. And that led us to our intuitive eating journey. And so naturally, then we're like, Lauren and I are like, pretty incredible at learning something and then immediately teaching it. I think I think that's a gift we learned from our classroom teaching days. And I will stand up for that until the day I die. Because the whole point we're on this earth is to learn something. And if it changes your life, share it with other people. You're allowed to change your mind, whatever. But um, while we were in our intuitive eating days, we're like, oh my God, we're intuitive eating coaches now. This is what we do. Like, let me help you. And it's just funny because I feel like the transformation that we went through, it was like what lauren like five months maybe of intuitive eating and i feel like i mean not to say that we're like perfectly healed in all aspects of our health and our journeys like that's not what i'm saying but i feel like we got to a point so quickly with healing our relationships with food and with movement and with those things that we were like yeah i don't really want to teach that for the rest of my life either so also now what is my business (laughs) like what is it now (laughs) And this is kind of catching us up to the point where we connected with Jenna because I at least was was not seeing all of this shift and all of this change as a, a skill and like a leadership quality at the time. I was so in my head um, just with like, holy shit, what's wrong with me? Because why do I keep blowing shit up? Why do I keep like starting something and quitting it? I was also had a really tough time with my daughter postpartum. I didn't even start seeing a therapist until she was eight months old. So just like, and looking back now, it's like, holy shit, what a, what a freaking ride. But when I was in the middle of it, it was just like, I wanted the answers immediately. I was so impatient. Mm, we were not comfortable
1: with the void oh. at all. And I feel like that probably was. I'm sure of it. I'm sure I've experienced the void in my life, <laughs> but I, like the one, like the time that I can remember, obviously like the most painful void that we've had to experience was this experience because, you know, coming from building a business that was so successful, like from the get-go, right? Six figures, like our husbands were like accustomed to our paychecks rolling in, like all this shit. Right. And then nothing. Cause we had to like take time to not only heal our relationship with food, our bodies and all the toxicity of diet culture. You know, we had to do that. Right. And then we're also like trying to figure out who we even are now, because if you're, I mean, if you're a mom, you know this, but if you're not a mom in, maybe you're, you know, you're thinking about being one, um, it literally, every time you have a baby, you like shed, so much and literally are so transformed, like every time. So if you think that like having a kid, you're going to like be the same person afterwards, like absolutely a thousand percent not going to be. <laughs> so that's always interesting. And I'm, you know, I've had two kids and I didn't think it would be such a huge transformation with my second, because I felt like I had a huge shift with my first, but I once again, I was born into, a new, a new human being with new ways of wanting to do things. Um, but I feel like this void was so uncomfortable because we, we were like conditioned to really think and believe that void space was not good, that it was bad and that you had to hurry up and get out of it as fast as possible because in order to be successful, people don't just wait around and like, try to learn about themselves and heal, they immediately dive into the next thing. What's the next workout I can do? The next meal plan I can do? What's the next business I can start? How can I make money right now? What's the fastest way that I can do this? Let me just, and we were so still, I feel like we were battling with that. So I guess what I wanna say here is, if you're feeling this like internal battle of like really like in your mind wanting to do something, but your body, like there's something that's literally just like not letting you, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like almost like a force field that like you try to go through and it just like shoots you backwards. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand if you're feeling that battle, that's really where your body's like, this needs to go. And we, in order to be able to enter this new field, and the longer that you like hold on to it, that that like frustration really comes in, and you're feeling like you're getting kind of beat down to the ground. And I felt like for a while we were still really holding on to like, well, we have to be making money right now. Well, we have to have a business because we had a successful business all year last year, and we just had these babies, and God forbid our husbands are the only people bringing in money right now. I'm like, but then also like, but we can't because. We don't even know what the fuck we're doing and what we want to do and like what we truly believe in at this moment. So it was a little challenging there, but obviously we worked through it. And
2: now here we are. <laughs> when I I feel like we had, we had to experience that void because now as feminine business coaches, like we basically are inviting others to just step off into the void. <laughs> like that's what our clients are doing. Literally. <laughs> literally, when they work with us, it's like, oh, something's not working for you. Well, here, let me shove you into this void space and then hold your hand through it and help you with all of these ego deaths and all of the stuff you're experiencing. We had to go through that ourselves and feel that discomfort and really learn from it and, and know that it's okay to be in that space. And not only is it just okay, but it's, that's how you grow. That's what you need at the time.
0: It's literally like evolution. I love that you guys brought that up because so many aspects of your journey in, in that part of where you were in that void, like everyone listening doesn't know but like you were literally sharing that and that's what I found was really um beautiful about that time and like immediately I was just like whoa like they are such strong leaders because that takes balls to literally like show your face on social media like in general and then also to show your face and be like yeah everything that we were doing, by the way, we don't really resonate with it anymore. However, you still didn't have the thing. Like you weren't like, and this is what we're doing. And we're multimillionaires. And this was our transformation story. It was like, you were in the middle of the void, sharing the void wisdom with other people. And the one thing that I wanted to say is like, all of us so desperately look at like, people on social media who are you know whoever's listening to this like you might look at any of us and be like wow they have they know so much more than me but and i always tell people this like when they're like well i just wish it could be like how it is for you and i'm like do you like do you actually wish you had my story like do you know what my story was like did you really want to almost die and like literally lay on your back for a year and like think like literally watch every relationship leave your life and every single thing you believed in not to be true like Do you understand the pain that I let myself feel? And I think that that's like what people need to understand is like, you literally can't become wise in life until you decondition all of these ways that we think, or the, all of these versions of ourselves that we think we are. And deconditioning is not like easy. It's, painful and especially in the beginning when you have no idea what you're doing and you're like why you know and it, and it teaches you so much because it, it gives you the wisdom just like you' were saying of like we're going to keep evolving and I know that's been a journey that we can talk about in a minute that all of us have went through in some way of the fear of like well shit I'm gonna have to do this again <laughs> right because we as feminine core beings like we're constantly dying and being rebirthed and just like Lauren said with each baby, I have three kids and every single kid, I'm a new version on the other side. Um, And it's not like they pop out and then I'm like, and here I am this new, beautiful version. It's like, no, like I have 73 ego deaths in the midst of that (laughs) and 12 existential crises that I'm like, the world is ending and I hate life where then it's like rebirthed on the other side is wisdom. And I think that that's um, really cool. And one thing I want to bring up is so in this time where we started working together, Um, and you were intuitive eating coaches and that, which was awesome. And what was really funny was when we would have conversations, you would say, (laughs) you would say, yeah, but I know what we want to do is coach women in business. Can you talk a little bit about how like you were, you were staying there, even though you knew eventually what you wanted to do is what you're doing now. And like, why you think you made yourself kind of stay there before you were like, now I'm officially allowed to quote unquote, someone has given me a certificate that allows me to be help women in business.
1: Oh God. Yeah. It was so bizarre. I, (laughs) I just remember Jenna being one day she texted me and she was like, so let me get this straight. We, um, we want to like be successful in a business that we don't like so that we can then do what we do like. And I'm like, Yeah. That seems a little odd. I I don't know why we're doing it. And it's not that we didn't like intuitive eating. Obviously we still follow that. It just wasn't. um, So we were business coaches prior to this whole like transformation as well. And it just like lit our souls on fire to work with other entrepreneurs right and when we went back to more of just like in the wellness field i don't want to say just cuz i'm not like discrediting anyone if that's what they're truly passionate about and really love to do but there was just felt like it just wasn't as exciting it didn't feel like something we really wanted to like actually work with anybody through but we felt this like forceful nature of like well we have to because who's going to think that we're good enough as business coaches, if we don't say, okay, well, we just made, and, and by the way, a lot of our success um, you know, before we started really deconditioning and, and healing, was we you have to make a certain amount of money in order to be considered successful, right? So in our brains, our measuring was, well, we have to make six figures again in this intuitive uh wellness coaching, then we'll be qualified to walk somebody through business coaching. And that was really a bizarre thing too, because you're never going to make six figures in something you hate doing and you don't want to show up to do. It's like this really toxic, forceful pattern that I
2: feel like we found ourselves in during that time. I Yeah. I mean, I'm just reflecting on that. And like, yeah, I mean, it's hysterical that we even thought that, but also I understand why I thought that because I was so conditioned to think that. But yeah, like why are, and also I, I feel like a big piece of the healing we've done is we used to see everything as being so separate, like, okay, we're like, we had two separate Instagrams for like the fit and social side and then the business coaching side of our business. And I remember saying, oh, well, this will make so much sense. We'll just go back to, cause we had just done like two kick-ass cohorts of business coaching that we absolutely loved. And we're like, well, okay, now we're going to pause the business coaching side, even though we just loved it and it lit our souls up for the last however many months, but we're going to go back to the fit and social side now because it will make sense because that's what we're going to be focusing on personally, because we're going to want to lose the baby weight. Like that's literally the, what came into our heads at the time and how separate is all of that? And then, so then when we were like, Hmm, actually. I don't care if I lose baby weight (laughs) like this. I don't really want to do this anymore. Like I want to just live my life and enjoy my life. And, and, and I mean, God, Lauren, I think back to the first call we did with Jenna Brown before, before we even started working together and you were crying on the call because you were like making peace with hot dogs. Like that's the trajectory of the healing that we have done in such a short amount of time. Like, who are you? I message them like
0: every three days, by the way, and I'll be like, who are you? Like,
2: (laughs) like, do we all remember like
0: what in the hell? And I think that's like really what people should understand is like when, when we're having this conversation, this is not that long ago, right? This is truly the power of doing subconscious work in quantum healing because quite literally like the whole entire reality shifts. And then everyone is just like how was I ever that person? Like it does not resonate at all. That's why it's, it's so
2: crazy. It's so crazy. I, I think about that for you too, Jenna, because I mean, my, my daughter now is 18 months old. Lauren's son's 17, 18 months. They're all, neither of them are two years old yet. So like all this that we're talking about has been in such a short time span, but like even thinking about your life, like when you share your stories about like, going septic and having all of that happen to you and like being bedridden like what was that like three years ago four three and years, and ago? A half years ago Effie's three tomorrow yeah like, three and a half
0: years ago I'm like, sorry what what what's like, happening who like, are right? we who are, who are we we, we don't know it's unbelievable And I think that this is where people, I mean, those of you listening, like where you're, when you feel this aspect, and I feel it like literally currently right now for myself of like, when you feel this aspect and you're like, shit, things are dying. I can tell things are dying off. Transformation is coming. You need to know that like the things that you're manifesting and that you said you want are literally so close to you. You cannot even begin to imagine And it's the resistance that we have because of the ego, because of our conditioning that says, well, no, I have to stay doing what I was doing. And like, what is going to happen if I let go of this, right? And because we are not taught, the feminine wisdom has not been passed down through generations, even though it lives literally inside of our bodies, is when you surrender to death, like rebirth has to happen. And that version of you that you desire and want and want to manifest is your rebirth waiting for you, it will happen. It's, it's literally fact, but so many people resist and then they end up dead inside. Like death can be a beautiful process. As you know, it's like an artist process for me now when I surrender into the things dying, but when we resist it, that's when we experience the death that I really think is like true hell, like in people's experience, because they're literally like dead inside. They don't, they no longer evolving and they're no longer growing. And I think that The thing that truly stands out to me about all leaders and the thing that I tried to teach in in anything that has to do with leadership is if you do not see death as a portal, like if you do not see that this version of you has to die and that's like going to keep happening over and over again, you've missed the whole point of life.
2: I feel like that was a piece that I was kind of missing for a while too. in this, because I mean, even like six months ago, I, I, went through a period where I was like really scared to let myself get really excited about what was coming new, like about things that we were launching because I was in my head of like, well, when am I going to blow this up? Like, Oh God, like, am I going to do this forever? And that's so conditioned in me because I mean, that's like the patriarchy of like, get a job, do the same exact thing every single day of your life until you retire. Like it's that, that whole thing. And so I really had to separate myself from that and really make peace with the fact that like, hi, the the things that I'm teaching right now, I'm so passionate about because they have just transformed my life in the last year. But like next year, am I going to be teaching the same thing? I don't know. I don't know. Is it going to be the exact same way I'm teaching it now? Probably not. And that's okay. But right now, like this has changed my life and I'm going to share it with you.
1: I think this is interesting. We actually had someone email us the other day. So we have this free Like masterclass that we that we have. And it's about the manifestation process. So somebody we sent it out, she watched it, she emailed us back and was like, This was so eye-opening, like literally never heard of this, like at all. And she's like, But what if you're like have nothing that you want to manifest? Like you literally can't even think of anything to manifest. And I and like at first I was like, What? Like you don't have anything you want to manifest? Like, that's bizarre. Like, how do you not, I could think of like 9,000 things that I want to manifest right now. Like that's so crazy. But then I took a step back and just listening to you, Jenna, talk about, you know, when people have that like dead inside feeling and, and knowing this person, I'm like, well, it actually makes sense because when you're so busy with being busy and like being obsessed with doing and always having to accomplish something and never allowing yourself to step into the death, never allowing yourself to step into the void, never surrendering to literally anything. Yeah. You probably have zero fucking room to even manifest, like even care about manifesting anything else in your life, even though naturally you're manifesting what you have Actually, right now, like subconsciously, you're actually manifesting it all, whether you're trying to or not. But I just found that super interesting because I feel like especially so as we're recording this episode, I feel like I've been in an interesting place. I'd maybe call it the void. So my mom recently got diagnosed with breast cancer, um, actually found out on St. Patrick's Day after going out with Jenna for like some beers. So that was interesting. My mom found out that we had, she has breast cancer. And then my husband's aunt just passed away from cancer. There's just been a lot of like literal death around me, but also this this like, um, I can't avoid it, like confronting, facing death in the face, literally has been happening for me. And yes, I'm not going to sit here and say like, I was, I haven't been sad. I've totally been sad. Um, but I've, I feel like I've been able to really like actually feel what death feels like, um, in a bunch of, it's like really hard to explain in words, but it's almost like the first time that I've really allowed myself to even get that close to actually like comprehending death in a way but also like allowing myself instead of avoiding it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Instead of trying to run away from it and like bury myself in in work. You know, as an entrepreneur, you can always find something to do, right? You can always, there's always something you could be doing. But I feel like this was like the first time like this last probably like three weeks, guys, I've literally been doing nothing. I mean, besides going to funerals and doing all of that stuff. But like, I've just been letting myself sleep when I'm tired and watch a show when I just like, am just ready to just sit down and relax, go on a walk. Well, I had just had knee surgery, so it's not a very long walk, but like, I feel like there's so many things right now dying. Um, And before I would have been really, really terrified and also be really afraid to let Jenna, my business partner down because I feel like this, I used to feel like this constant need to fill space, but also not let other people down in terms of like my work ethic and wanting to always be on point. But instead of viewing it as this negative, I'm lazy type of voice, I'm actually leaning into it. And I even post the other day on social media, because I'm like, I don't really have like anything to say, because I'm going through this period of my life right now. And so I'm just gonna like, tell everyone, like, this is what I'm going through. And like, people are human. Your coaches that you hire are human. You're human. Even if you're seen as an authority in whatever business that you're in, showing people that you're human is so important, but also creating things in a way that allow your clients to even be human. Because we used to create programs where clients couldn't be human beings. They had to be robots. Yeah. I,
0: um, I, I have to chime in because I think that this is like so important. I love that you said, even if you're an authority figure, like you're still a human, like you, I would argue like you're not an authority figure unless you allow yourself to be human because oh, yeah. truly like you're full of shit. And, and I like our, our bullshit meters are so strong now, all of us sitting on this call. Um, because it's like, it's hysterical when you have actually tried to embody a version of like what we would say that's more toxic, masculine business culture, like hustle culture. And not that like you should never hustle, but like in a sense of like, this is your identity and this is who you have to become to be successful into a sense of being like now where we are feminine leaders and we're like, this is actually the wisdom of your body. And like, when you let your body lead, you will never be disappointed. You will have every single thing that you desire and want. Um, And I would say like, first and foremost with that person, They're so disconnected from their desires because if they were in their feminine core essence, like we as feminine core beings, we will always want more. That's literally like what it means to be feminine. Because if you think of it, I have three kids and as a mother, like the mother heart is quite literally like, I want more for my children. That's like the essence of what I desire for them. I would never be like, you know what? Like you, you uh, you know, experience this level of happiness in your life. Like, that's probably good. Like, no, my core desire as a mother wants them to have more. My core desire for the world is for what? More peace, more love, more joy. This is why, if you put women and mothers at the center of society, like every single issue in the whole entire world would be solved. You're welcome. Please do that. And Like, but the same with business of like this whole concept. And this is why I love that you guys are mothers too, because what came up for me a while ago is I was like, I'm following so many women that aren't mothers and that are still like, they're, they're very intuitive and they're spiritual entrepreneurs, but they're still working like nine to eight. Like they're like working like 12 hours a day and I can see because they're showing me their life. And I'm like, I don't fucking want that. Like I want to be wealthy and still also have time freedom because I want to enjoy my children's lives. And it's not worth it to me to have a bajillion dollars and work 97 hours a week. That's so dumb. This calling of like really being a care for other feminine women, but also mothers in business and entrepreneurship who can see this example of like, Like she, she is integrous, but also like, she is such a mom who's like involved in her kids' lives, but also loves what she does. Like, I fucking love what I do. I love to do what I do, not because I have to, but because it's life-giving and, um, yeah, so I don't know how that all ties in, but I just felt like that needed to come out.
2: Well, it yeah. does tie in because that's the conversation Lauren and I had right before we got on this call with you. <laughs> it's like, because okay. I, well, I'm so proud of you, Lauren, because I mean, if this all would have happened with your mom and with your husband's aunt and all of this, like a year and a half ago, you would have just buried yourself in our work and we would have been busy and you would have taken time off for the funeral and you would have bounced right back and like, just put your head down and go. And I know you would have done that because that's also what I would have done. And that was how we were building our whole business. when we were in that toxic masculine structure. And so then today, when we got on this call, I mean, we were, we used to be so codependent on each other. And now we're at the point where it's like, we outline programs together, but like, I'll record something on my own. And then Lauren will record something on her own. And then, yeah, maybe we'll come together for like one piece of things. But like most of, I would say 90% of what we do now is like us being our own separate people and coming together as a powerhouse versus before when we were like, what do you want to do today? I don't know. What do you want to do? Do you want to sit on zoom together from eight, 10 PM or 10 AM until 4 PM? And hopefully we get an idea like that. we? No one wants to run a business like that. Right. And so just having this conversation today and like seeing this trajectory of like how far we've come and where we're headed. It's like our goal now is to create a business where we do have so much space and we're not creating the space because we don't want to work. We're creating this space so that when ideas and things come up that we're really, really passionate about, because we trust that they always will, because we love working. We love what we do. Like we're going to have a space to do it in a way that we want to do it. And that feels so different. And so just empowering compared to, Oh my gosh, I have to show up every single day and make sure that I'm grinding my ass off to provide for my family so that I don't let anybody down. And like that toxicity versus like, let me step into my authority and be a real leader and create a beautiful life because that's what this is about.
0: I just had this conversation with Brandon, my husband, last night because we were talking about how, um, like this week has been really busy and we aren't really busy anymore. He's home with the kids and he like took this random job that's like literally sitting in my driveway and we have all these visitors coming this week, this month. And we were just like, ew, like how did we ever live our lives like this? It's horrible. And um, this aspect, truly, the feminine desire space. And I love that you brought that up because that is actually what we want. Like, we think we want money, but really we just want money so we have space and time freedom to do what we want to do. <laughs> and when you really can tap into that and create a life where that's non-negotiable, then the money comes. Um, and sometimes it's not through your business, by the way. Sometimes it's through your partner. Sometimes it's through random checks you get in the mail. Like, But when you say, like, no, this is actually what like you literally draw the line in the scene and are like, I'm no longer willing to do that. This is now how I operate. Like literally the whole universe comes into alignment with that, even if it takes a little bit of time. And that's actually where what sets your leadership apart because you say like these are non-negotiables for me. Right. And um, we just had that conversation last night and we were laughing because we're like, so many people are out here just like hustle, 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 make all of this money. And like, they miss the whole fucking point because they're missing. <laughs> they are not ever with their families. Like, what is the point? Like, why are you working literally 12 hours a day to have a bajillion dollars when like you are never with your family and the people that you love most and enjoying your life when you are working so much? And I was like, it's so awesome amazing because truly, like, I mean, this was all of my heart, like the new currency of wealth is time, right? Because if you have the finances, then you can create time if you want to. Within every woman, we desire that space. And and truly it's because we are creative beings. And if we don't have space, we can't create. And so I think that just at the very base of it, like whoever's listening, is you desire space for a reason. And when you actually tap into that desired feeling state, that will get you a lot further than being like, I have to hustle now so that like so much of the toxic masculine messaging is like hustle now so you can live your life in freedom later, which by the way, is just a recycled version of the patriarchy that essentially taught us like just work until you're 65 and then you can enjoy your life after, which by the way, how many people listening are their parents that age and still working because they can't literally sit still?
1: Well, mine are probably going to be working for another, like God knows how long. And it's just like ridiculous. Cause now they have like four grandchildren and they like, can't just like walk, like go to the park with them on a Tuesday. Like, it's just ridiculous. But also I feel like that mentality too is totally taking life for granted. And like, people aren't seeing it that way. It's like, Grind, grind, grind until you retire at 65. Okay, well, um, my mom just got diagnosed with breast cancer at 56. Now I think she's gonna be okay, but like my husband's aunt just died at 57. Like guys, life is like, you don't know when your time's up. You have absolutely no clue when your time's gonna be up here, right? So it's like, why are we living this life and taking this completely fucking for granted and just being like, well, at 65, I will live my life. Um, you know how many people die after they retire? Like a yeah. lot of people are, they're like not healthy enough to like go do the things that they wanted to do. Yeah. And yeah. It's like ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And and I still to this day, I don't really talk to my parents about this or cause it's like not worth it. Like they don't get it. It's fine. Totally fine. But like, till this day, it's like, how are people, I like, now that I'm so awake to this, it's like, how are you still operating this way? And I feel like for me, what I've really learned. And so Jenna um, Brown and I have this in common, the whole religious deconstruction piece. I grew up in a very um, religious Baptist home, right? And even till this day, the um, service that we went to for my husband's aunt, it was in a Catholic church, right? My dad had something negative to say about it. It's just like, it's absolutely just, ridiculous but I feel like for me ever since I like deconstructed um the belief system that I kind of grew up in even though it was religious and all about God I'm doing a lot of air quotes here there wasn't this deep connection with God like whoever God is to you whatever God is to you I'm just using that word um but now that I feel like I've deconditioned and really have come home to myself. Cause in my religion, coming home to yourself was like a sin. Pleasure, sex was a sin. Even like subconscious healing and things of that nature is like a huge sin. Like you're not allowed to be doing that. You're not allowed to know yourself in that way. And that whole disconnection from my body and that whole disconnection from my mind and my brain and myself really was disconnecting me from the actual source and the actual spiritual leader, of whatever it is. And now that I'm more so connected, which it's funny because in the religion that I grew up in, I'm considered so far away from. Oh, we have fallen so
0: far. Lauren, I'm like the actual devil now. It's
1: fine. (laughs) There's Snapchats all the time of Bible verses. And it's like when you're, when people around you are just so far away from it, are you going to stay? And I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about because I'm not anywhere near far away from it, but to you, I'm so far away. So anyways, my point is I have such a deeper connection with source, with God now, with myself, with nature, with all the things now. And now it's like, you can't follow these stupid ass fucking patriarchy bullshit things. Like, it's like, you just like can't. And that's what I'm talking about, this like, battle you feel sometimes with your body of of maybe trying to go that route because I was I was so confused because I didn't believe what my family believed it sounded super bizarre and backwards and made no fucking sense but I had this fear component behind it that well if I don't do it this way I'm gonna burn in hell for eternity like all of that bullshit but now that I've really let that part of myself die like that actually Besides the dieting, that was actually one of the first things that really had to die for me. And I had to really decondition from in order to have this openness about business. I know this is going to be like my projectorness and my very penetrating aura right now that I'm going to say this. I'm sorry, but if you're fucking following religious rules like that and are terrified of going to hell and you have this belief system of that way, it's blocking you in so many fucking ways in business that you aren't even awake to yet. And it's not necessarily the religion, it's the way that the religion has been taught to you and has made you so fearful of your desires, of your body, of all the things that you can manifest in this world, of death, of life. Like it just scares the shit out of you. And when you're operating in that way and those belief systems, Yeah, you could build a successful business in terms of money, right? You could build a million dollar business, but are you truly going to be at peace? No, you're always going to be fucking scared of everything. And I'm not saying I'm not scared. I'm definitely still have fears. That's a normal human
2: experience, but it controlled everything. Well, I feel like that's just, it. you know, all ties back into like why we brought the, the nine to five home with us in our entrepreneurial journey for as long as we did. Like, yeah, we quit our teaching jobs where we were like spending all day working in a classroom setting and then grading and doing stuff at home. But then we literally took that same entire paradigm and like brought it home with us until we deconditioned from all of it. And still deconditioning from it. I feel yeah. like deconditioning
1: is... Is there's no like end? Um, I really don't believe that. There's just you just become more and more self aware and awake. And I didn't even have an inkling of quest wanting to question anything until I wanted to question everything. It's an
0: awakening. It's seriously an awakening. And I think that that's something that. I've even had to come to peace with in myself of like, I trigger people into that and knowing that because for a long time, I didn't want people to have to experience what I went through of deconditioning and deconstructing religion because it was horrifying. It was horrible to literally have to leave what I had built my whole entire identity around in my whole entire community to literally look at me and be like, you are the devil incarnate. Like that's quite literally what happened that it's, it was so difficult. And so there was a part of me that wanted to save everybody from that. I was like, I would rather you not have to deconstruct this and live in your like pretend paradigm that you're in. it's jarring to wake up know, and, and that's the thing that people you know we're doing that in so many spheres now and you will we will continue to do it right like I always say like you might have awakened first through the medical system or through entertainment industry or through the government or through religion but like all of those structures and systems were all patriarchy that are essentially just built up to control you by keeping you afraid And so that's the biggest key is if people can keep you afraid, they have control over you, period. Because when you're operating out of fear, you are in that primal brain and you are not in your highest self. You're not operating from who you actually are. You're not in your intuition. You're just operating out of fear. And then that actually becomes your identity as a person who is afraid of not having money or afraid of going to hell or whatever. And that fear is actually what rules your life subconsciously, even though like, people aren't aware of that. And so when we're waking up to those things, which you guys have done within business, within religion, within so many things, that's actually like the process is, is it can be jarring because you're literally like everything I believed, I no longer believe.
2: Yeah. Well, I I actually just sent a, a letter out to our email list a couple of weeks ago about that, because truly I think my awakening started with the medical system, like you were saying, because it was all just like this traumatic stuff that I went through when I gave birth and things that I had questioned and things that I knew were wrong at the time. And I was like trying to advocate for myself, but no one was listening. Like that really spiraled me into just questioning all of this. And then we like that spiraled into intuitive eating and religion. And let's just, once you get going, it's a slippery slope, but it's also incredible and it's going to change your life but you have to lean into the void there's one thing you can take away from this it's just create the space for you to feel the things you don't want to feel because that's where your magic that's where the magic happens so wrapping it up i feel like that's the best way to end it is those of you who are
0: feeling like you are in the void to just lean in and allow those things to deconstruct and fall and i will say and you guys i know what attest to this, when you allow yourself to do it once then you have that cellular memory of like I didn't die when I did this right and like this really did come together for my good and I was so much better for it on the other side it's really the first couple of times that everything is dying and like shit is sitting the fan that we're like I think I'm literally dying and then after you're like oh this is great this just means everything that I wanted is actually coming to fruition so
2: right it gets easier to like just surrender and lean into it because you know that there's an expansion that's going to follow it.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, you tell people before you go how they can find you on social.
2: At oh, This is on Instagram. Oh, dear God. At demand underscore growth underscore act underscore fearlessly. <laughs> well, we used to have dots in our old names. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I could tell, tell you what, I feel like the best way is just to go to our website. It's com. No underscores there. Let's stick with that. We have tons of free resources, ways that you can work with us and we can connect over there because we'll probably Beautiful. change our program again at some point. Let's be real.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's keep it real. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being here with me today. Thank you everyone for
1: listening and we will see you next time.